Welcome to the Stuttering Mind podcast. I'm Rama Siva, author and speech coach, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on stuttering and stammering. You can find the episode show notes, your free seven-step guide to expressing yourself and lots more information at stutteringmind.com. Let's get started. This is episode number nine. In today's episode, we have Eleni Milan, also known as Miss Elenius, from Cleveland, Ohio. Graduating fashion merchandising, she now lives in Los Angeles. Always having dreamt of being on TV, she appeared on the Steve Harvey show in late 2018, and that video went viral. Now having racked up over 1 million views on YouTube. I'm honored to have Eleni Milan on Stuttering Mind. Welcome, Eleni. Hi, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. So I wanted to ask you, what is your earliest memory of stuttering or trying to get your words out? For me, the earliest was in the first grade. I was in a speech course and my mom had put me in it and I was really confused on like why I was there because as a kid like there was always these special courses and to me um as a child I felt as if I was being put in a in a special course because there was something wrong with my with my brain but of course that's not why I was there um and I got teased for it but again like I didn't stutter well I wasn't aware of my stutter until I came home and my mom would ask me how a speech how a speech how a speech class did it help you and I told her I kept telling my mom I don't have a speech problem I don't know what you're what you're talking about um so honestly I wasn't even aware but it was brought to my attention that I had a problem I guess and she kept putting me in speech in speech therapy and I went but I felt like I didn't belong because I wasn't even aware that an issue was there um and I felt embarrassed and it's interesting because when my when my mom would talk to the speech therapist they would tell her your daughter doesn't have a stuttering problem she's speaks fluent so you can only imagine the confusion I had with my mom trying to tell me that I need to take speech therapy that I need to go to speech and then I go to speech and like I'm speaking exactly how I would with my peers my teachers classmates and friends now, I did notice that around the age of nine, 
I would, I would be, be playing in my room with a friend or a a a a cousin, and I would be trying to produce sounds, and I would end up repeating words or sounds trying to get the word out and I think that is the first time I realized I stuttered and that that, that there's something wrong I wasn't positive of what to call it but I was just extremely confused on why it was hard for me to get these words out and, and, and as a kid, I didn't have any, um, I didn't have many insecurities because I'm a kid. So I just thought like, oh, I'm just having a hard time. But I was so confused on why. And that is my earliest memories of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And does anyone else in your family stutter? My grandfather does, but I really wasn't around him enough for it to uh, uh, affect me. So he does, but I was always around family members and other people who did not. So, Mm. and do you have any siblings? I do. I have two sisters and one brother, and none of them stutter. Um, but I do. I do have a, a sister who has had heart problems all her life and has been in and out of the hospital, which caused her education to be pushed back. Um, so. She, she isn't learning at the rate most people do, but she speaks perfectly fine. The, the, the only thing is she could project more, but I think that's more her n- n- not being able to exert herself because of her heart, not not so much anything relating to speech Mm -hmm. and are you left-handed or any family members left-handed my mom is left-handed i I am right-handed and i you but i can actually write with both hands but i prefer my right hand okay any left hand Writing is the same quality, or is it uh, like scribbles? It's very close, actually. It's very close. Awesome. And did you know anyone else who started while growing up? The first other person I encountered was in the first grade. He stuttered. His name was Kyle, and I can't forget him. Um, He stuttered. Stuttered, but um, 
I never connected myself with him. Um, but we were f f f f f f f friends. But to me, he stuttered a lot worse or slower. And then after that, the next person I encountered who also stuttered was in the seventh grade. Um, we naturally just became friends. And then after probably two years, she revealed to, to, to me in, in, in private that she also stuttered. And, but it's crazy because every time we talked to each other, we would be fluent. And mm -hmm. most people did not know. There were times we had hiccups and stuff, but it wasn't nearly as bad as our parents, well, my parents made it seem. Her mom was very um, calm in how she helped her to speak or it came off as like her mom's just very chill and just allow her speech to flow naturally and encourage her to take her time. My mom um, was more wanting me to practice drills and stuff like that. Not very, um, like she wasn't like mean or anything like that, but it was definitely a lot more I want you to improve and you have to practice these drills and I hated them but because I think I was still in denial I don't even know if I could call it in denial because I didn't understand what was happening to be able to deny it. I just wasn't aware um, that that's what it was. Mm. So. Do you think your mom was aware because her father, I assume, um, your granddad is a stuttered and she didn't want the same thing to happen to you, was it? Yes, I never, oh wow, I haven't even like, connected that but you know what that might be why she was so um per persistent on trying to get me not to that I think put so much pressure on me that made it worse unfortunately because I felt like this problem was being pushed onto me when it wasn't a big deal only at home so my mom will tell you i are the only time i really had problems was at home because i would go to school talk to all my friends i actually talked so much and so fluently i i always got in, tr in, 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 tr 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 
in trouble at school for talking. I was a very, very social person and I loved talking to people and I would always, always talk to whoever. <laughs> Amazing. So you really enjoyed your school life and you had lots of friends. Yeah, I did. I always have friends. Um, I did encounter bullying really bad in the seventh and seventh grade until until the tenth grade or no until my junior year in high school I was bullied but I don't know if people knew I stuttered or if it was just because like having acne or like physical things um but I know it caused me to kind of be weird because what helped me to be more fluent was to, to do like character voices and sometimes I would kind of talk like a baby or doing 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 accent that helped me be fluent so I think I started to realize it in the seventh grade um because I had to read more and it was it was becoming um aware to more people and I got teased for that so it's started in the seventh grade but to paint a picture um I have moved or I have lived in Louisiana Arkansas Indiana and Ohio I have moved probably every every couple of years so I lived in Louisiana until I was 10 years old and then I moved to Arkansas where I went to school until I was the, um 12 years old or thir 13 and then from thir the 13 until 15 I, 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 I lived in Ohio in in middle school and in high school I lived in Indiana um, until I graduated high school and then after high school I moved back to Ohio so I've had a bunch of life life and environment changes that also I think factored into me not being comfortable with my surroundings because I constantly had to adjust to new people to new accents to, to new cultures to new 
people. So that also made it hard to, to, to really connect with people and mm. to have that feeling of familiarity um, to be comfortable enough to practice being fluent. But I still talk to people. Um, I just tried to talk to people who were nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Amazing. And have you ever tried acting, drama, or singing? I always did in private, but I've like I I I didn't take any acting acting classes. But in high school, I did do show show choir, and that's obviously singing and when I sing I'm fluent so I was singing my heart out and I actually did really well and I took choir the entire the entire time I was in high school so and I loved it. I I was always in the fr front, um, performing and having fun. I, I felt free. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Were you able to read out aloud or speak out aloud without the classic blocking and stumbling when you were completely alone? When I was alone, yes, I could read perfectly fine. I even used to write like poetry and I would constantly write out how I felt because I felt that would help me most. And I had a therapist um, in high school and he actually encouraged me to write more to just get my thoughts out and in turn like, I I I I I started getting more in tune with my writing, and that helped me mm. get my get my thoughts out. So yes, I in private I could read out loud, and it would be fine. And what were your feelings about speech therapy? You mentioned that you started to feel different. So as a child, I felt like it wasn't for me, wasn't helping. The things that we did were the things I didn't have problems with. I also went through different phases. So there's like all kinds of um the, the, the stuttering, what do you call them? Stuttering disfluencies and di different ways or forms of stuttering. And they aren't always by choice. 
I went through a period of blocking where I wouldn't where I wouldn't produce any sound and that lasted maybe four years off and on and then as I got older I started repeating sounds because I was trying to force them out and it was hard to move on to the next so and then I went to I started to practice a technique called easy onset where you softly produce the sound to help you transition to the next and I still do that with vowels so the techniques would be reading out loud and trying to just get the word out at all and as a kid I only had problems with I guess pro look prolonged blocking so it came out as I just re slower than most people but I can but I could say my words fluently and as I got older the repetition of sounds started to come out um especially with vowels and harsh consonants like s's well technically an s the sound you produce begins with an e so like s that is hard because the sound is like a vowel. Um, so I have trouble with those. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And then W's as well was hard for me. But as I got, oh, okay, back to your question though. Speech therapy. Um, I feel like it did not help me at all until I was in college because I was with speech pathologists who have spent their careers and still were trying to understand the brain aspect of it with me and for me stuttering is I say 100% psychological is all about how I'm feeling and I also suffer from anxiety to the point where I suffer from anxiety attacks and panic attacks now, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But I think especially like what happened on Steve Harvey, you were you were all witnessing a slight panic attack. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, why am I doing 
this, but I can't stop. So just keep pushing through it, through it. Um, so yeah, that was rough. <laughs> mm -hmm. How was your personality? Did stuttering affect you in any way? I think it makes me not use the words I want to use or be as be as expressive as I want. I get complimented on having a great personality and mm. having great energy. Um, mm. And I genuinely love when people have a good time. I love to watch people enjoying the, themselves and, 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 and having a good experience. Um, but my personality is very uh, eccentric, um, kind of sporadic, like in the way that I can easily adapt to different situations. And sometimes my anxiety causes me to be more timid than I am, but I'm very extroverted, 100%. Um, I get charged off of people and crowds and positive energy. Like, I love it so much to be be out in public and talk to all kinds of people. I love to hear people's stories. I love to um, empower people. I love to make people feel beautiful. I like laughing and to make to make people laugh and I I think that humor has helped me a lot in this whole stuttering process because I because you have to be able to laugh at yourself um, and in being more in tune with who I am, I think I've became, or I've wanted to get more into manifesting what you want and your desires and your dreams. I've became really in tune with my mind and my body and I and I think that has helped me control it a lot more too but at the same but at the same time I think I can get too in tuned and I start to overthink overthink things a lot and that probably encourages anxiety but I have had anxiety all my life. Even as a child, I was told I'm always worrying, and I and I still do. But I've always just had anxiety.
and that really that really has held me back as an adult mm, yes i think i can only speak from my experience that as a child young adult adult i was a warrior i spent my yeah. whole life worrying and mostly about the opinions of other people so mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't comfortable being me and mm -hmm. and speaking so hence i started out of control for many many years mm -hmm. did you know you were going to ask a question on steve harvey show i did know okay so you so you were prepared I was not prepared for what was going to happen, but I knew I was going to ask a question. Um, cool. Hmm? So, cool. So how did you get on the Steve Harvey show? I, okay, so I used to go to the Steve Harvey to the Steve Harvey show many times, and I previously knew he overcame stuttering and i was just so awed by how fluently he spoke i had to find out how um so i would constantly email his team trying to get help but i unfortunately unfortunately got no response how many, how many times did you email them probably six times <laughs> I, was okay. like, I need help with this like hey and i got no response um and then i brought a friend with me to his show and they actually picked her to ask a question and um i feel like i want to tell you how i even met her because if i do you can understand how powerful it was for her what was to come um so i will be quick about it but I met her at work and I helped her out and we became friends we I ended up having her move in with me and we would um, hang out all the time and we ended up going to going to Steve Harvey to get together. They picked her to ask a question. He helped her out and, and that was that. Probably within the next year, they, they, they contacted her again. Uh, 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 again to answer uh, or to ask a question and she actually moved 
out of the, the, the country and ended up giving the, 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 them my my contact information because because she knew I had a story to 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 tell and wanted them to um get in touch with me and I got a phone call and it was a person who worked on his team and she she ended up loving my story and my personality and pitched my question to his team and he was all over it so i think that was just just um the universe finally um answering my prayers <laughs> um so that's that's actually how i ended up getting a a phone a phone call amazing amazing and were you nervous in the minutes before you were going to stand up can, can, can you repeat that well were you nervous in the minutes before you were going to stand up and ask Steve Harvey the question? I was, but I thought I could hold it together. I had practiced my question in my head over and over again, and I had it. And then once I stood up, that's when all of my all of my fears of speaking kind of rushed in and it was very overwhelming um but i did it <laughs> but i was extremely i don't want to say nervous per se but i had anxiety and to mm. me the, those two aren't connected for me mm. personally okay cool and what do you think when steve harvey said stuttering is curable i think he is able to comment that because he has overcame it or cured it if you if you're okay with that term but for me personally i don't think it's curable i think it can be managed um so it's like a hypothesis it's like 
if you can prove it to, to, to work um, repeatedly, it becomes a fact. Whereas, like, for me, my, my person my personal hypothesis <laughs> hasn't been proven over and over again so i still have work to do so for me it's not curable but but to people who have overcame it they can they can say that but i can't and there's probably a million people who cannot it is for sure manage manageable with practice and patience and using techniques that work for you every day all the all the time it's a process I think you are spot on. It is manageable and the more you practice, the more you're able to become more conscious about the breathing and then the speaking. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a totally out of control stutterer, I had no conscious awareness of my breathing mm -hmm. and my speaking. So I would just try and speak as I was breathing in or try and speak when my air was out of my lungs, so I had no air, so I had no awareness of my breathing. And once I was aware of my breathing, it took me a few more years to be able to be comfortable stuttering on puh, puh, purpose. So when I speak like this, I'm consciously choosing to speak like this. And by doing that, I'm reducing the fears that I have about stuttering or speaking. Because from an early age, we have been taught that stuttering is bad and must be avoided at any cost. You must mm -hmm. never ever stutter. There's something wrong with you. That's the message I got in speech therapy for many, many years. Me too. And when Steve says stuttering is curable, I think stuttering is manageable and you can consciously control your speaking process, your breathing process, and at some point, your subconscious will take over and you'll say, okay, you win. Let us speak in a more controlled way subconsciously. Um, I don't know if you drive, but when, when I started driving a stick shift car, a manual car, it took me a couple of weeks to get used to it, to coordinate the clutch, the gear, the accelerator, looking around and everywhere. But then after about six months to a year, two years, now I can drive on the freeway, motorway without even thinking. It's just subconscious, right? Yes, exactly. So that's, that's, that's the way I explain stuttering unfortunately as a child my son is two and a half years old he started to stumble he's now stopped stumbling and he may come back but i'm aware that you're you're learning how to speak and to speak 
is one of the most complex mechanisms a human being can do because you're coordinating, you're coordinating the breath, the moving of the jaw, the tongue, the air, and pronouncing words, you know, as a child. And yeah. imagine being grade one. I think you were five or six years old, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then a parent saying there's something wrong with your speech. And when you go to speech therapy, your speech is great or it's fine or fluent. And when you go back home, it's not. So you obviously, in your own mind, you think there's something wrong because I'm being sent here, but in speech therapy, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. And that's the same with me. When I was in speech, speech therapy, my speech was okay. In class, I was a babbling wreck. So unfortunately, that's, unfortunately, that's the way um, life is. And, and when Steve uh, said, most people who work with kids have never started, they, they don't know the pain. Yeah, that really hit me. None of my speech therapists stuttered. Yes, I was talking to a, uh, a young chap. He's 74 years old and um, he stutters. And what he also commented, what, commented was, all the speech therapists who were helping him in all the years, they never started. So then they don't have a clue in terms of what it actually feels. And, and I put it to him that perhaps maybe what they should do is for one year, for every day from the moment they wake up till the moment they go to sleep, they speak la, 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 like this for the whole day, for, for one year. If they do that, then they will see the reaction of people. Then they'll really start to feel how it possibly could feel for a child, a young adult, teenager, an adult even, the pain. Yeah. Yes, it really t- takes a part of you. Um, well, it took a part of me. And I love that idea of experience experiences to sing it firsthand but my question for you is have you ever had someone try it and if they did 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 they become stutterers after that um i've not got the first-hand experience but someone did tell me i'll tell you this uh, shortly um, I met this guy, I'm from, or my parents are from Sri Lanka. So I met this guy uh, when I was 14. I went up to Manchester, up north in the UK. And this guy, he started laughing because I started. He started laughing. And the reason why he was laughing was he himself started. And he had never ever met anyone else who started. And he told me that he was imitating someone who started. And that's how he caught the stutter, so he says. Wow. So, so that reminded me of that story. But yes, I think it will be an interesting um, option for speech language pathologists to actually take up the challenge and do it for one whole year from the morn- from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. You start on purpose from every single thing and then they'll feel the pain. Why one year? (laughs) We have had you for a lifetime. Yeah, you're quite right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I only ask because it takes 30 days to form a habit. And I feel like after one year or even half a year, it becomes a part of you, no? Yeah, and then they they might even see themselves holding back or not talking or not speaking up or not putting their hand up. Because for many years, I, I wanted to talk, but my brain would freeze. The words wouldn't come out. Or I just didn't have anything to say. I couldn't hold a conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel now. Like, I want to do so much more, but it's, it's that fear. And some people might not understand if I can go on national TV, but that's one hour of my life. Like, to do it every, to constantly, ex, um, I still use the term exposed, but I'm not exposing, but to put that on the internet, to be permanently there for all to see all the time. I think that terrifies me. It does. And I want to, but I want to do it when I know I have a safe space. And I know I have a lot of people who care and I love, I love it and I'm happy and I'm grateful that I've had the, like so much positive feedback, but that 2% who still criticize you it it makes me hesitant and I'm still growing with that part of me to be friends with it and not to be uh, and not to be afraid and to be truly free of it and it also or would help um, if I had someone to go through it with. And I do virtually, but within my personal life and my personal network, I'm, I don't know anyone who stutters that I can talk to every other day or every day. I have friends from my past, but but I'm not around them right now. And I'm the kind of person who needs a physical a physical experience to to really push me and help um with that so <laughs> yeah cool cool and um what happened next after 
you went on the Steve Harvey show? My life pretty much stayed the, 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 the same. Um, the only thing that changed is I now have two new techniques. Um, I was contacted to go to a stuttering conference, but I, but because of finances, I am not able to go, which is terrible. Like I really, really, really wish I could go to be a speaker, but I can't afford to go. Um, and I could probably slip the thought of go on me, but I just don't want to do that. I don't want to have to, I don't know. I'm probably prideful in that way, but um, that's something that happened. Plus I have 32 million people who I can now talk to about this with um, and just to get to know people's stories and to understand like all of the <clears throat> types of people who that's who who also the stutter and to be able to personally impact um other people's lives just by talking about it, I think that is the best part I got out of it is I now have a whole community of people who know exactly how it feels and that that we are in this together. I think that's the most important part out of it. Um, but it has helped me with my confidence for a while, for a while. <clears throat> and I have a boyfriend out of it. He's the nicest person ever. And he also stutters. But when we talk to each other, we are so amazing and we're more fluent with each other to the point where all I can think about is how happy we are. Um, and I don't have to like focus on like, how I'm breathing or talking, I just, I just am being with him. And I think that is extremely important to find someone out there, whether it's a family member or a partner, or your children to have that type of connection with who can like love you unconditionally. That was a hard word for me. <laughs> um, yes, I think that is really helpful in trying to overcome it. 
Amazing, amazing. Yes, you're quite right. Uh, when you're with someone you are totally comfortable with, you find that the speech is just flowing naturally. You don't have to think about it. It's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was your first job? Oh, interesting question. So my first job was in high school. I was 15 and I, I worked at a kiosk in a mall. Um, I can tell you the company. I worked at Z- Zag Invisible Sh- Sh- Shields and it's the the protective film that that is used on helicopter blades um and it's that that same grade of material being being put on your phone to 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 protect it so that was my first job and my whole um job description involved talking to people and trying to convince them to buy this wonderful product and i had to give demonstrations on how it worked i had to install it on phones and all types of devices and my whole shift my whole shift involved talking to people and I did really well yeah have fun (laughs) oh cool so your speech wasn't a problem no isn't that amazing it is extremely amazing and i and i think it's because like i was working alone and it's easier to like speak when i know i'm not being observed that was helpful too Uh Did you ever feel depressed or down due to the stuttering? And what did yes. you do to pick yourself up? Yes, I got really depressed in high school. Um, it was the stuttering along with um, bullying because of things I don't know, but I just no I felt uncomfortable um, around people at my high school um, there was a bit of um, racism that I experienced that really made me uncomfortable um but i was so the biggest okay i have to tell you so the biggest thing that really put me back and put me down was in high school i took a mandatory course called speech and it's all about 
Pacific beaches. That absolutely terrified me. I was like, why is this a mandatory course? I can't do it, but I took it and every speech I had to give was so painful. I actually lost a lot of friends because of the, that course and people started to, t to talk about they um, heard me stuttering during my speech and it was bad and it made me cry all the time. I used to refuse to do speeches. Um, the only reason I probably passed was because I begged my teacher to, to let me do my speech with him or probably like four people at most. I was terrified. I, I cried every time. It was very traumatic for me. And after that course, I was never the the same um because i was put through this for one whole school one whole school semester and it was torturous and like i i i did my speech like barely well enough to even stay focused on what I was talking about. Like, I couldn't get out probably a sentence without stuttering for, like, two minutes. And it was just so, it was so bad. Um, and at the time, I did, I was a cheerleader and I made the cheer team and everything was fine I was talking to people but one of the girls I cheered with was in my speech my, my speech class and told the whole team and then no one talked to me and I mean no one but the but the but the coach and that was so hard like can you imagine being on a sports team and not talking to anyone because they because they think you're a freak who can't talk and that really messed me up to the point where I had to go to the therapy because I was just so hurt and I was sad all the time. And I, it was just painful. So that was really dramatic for me to have to go through. <laughs>
and it's making me cry now but it's only because like i'm just happy it's over (laughs) yes um, thank you for sharing that with us i think it's important that anyone who stutters actually hears that you're not you're not alone the pain that you feel is felt by every other stutterer across the world, wherever you live. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for, for, for listening. <laughs> uh, just a couple more questions. Um, <clears throat> of course. Do you stutter when you're angry? Um, yes and no. <clears throat> Most of the times no i could argue or debate articulately (laughs) um so most of the time no it's more if i'm upset are there any situations where you have never started at all you mean like as far as emotion or like situationally or like all of it? <laughs> yeah, like situations. Um, do you have any situations like, for example, talking to your best friend or now talking to your boyfriend that you never, as in 99% of the time, you, you do not stutter? Yes, I have friends who I can be myself, myself with where I don't stutter. Um, I don't stutter when I'm talking to people my age or like older people. I don't like very wise people, like probably 50 and older I'm more comfortable talking to and I think it's because they have a different kind of uh, of patience and they aren't easily um how do you say they aren't easily uh, uh, amused by much so I feel more comfortable because they've most likely encountered it before and can react respectively. Um, I've had like teenagers laugh in my face as I'm trying to talk to trying to talk to them at work or just casually. Um, I don't stutter when I'm talking to my phone. Like 100% I am fluent talking to myself or talking to myself on camera and it is amazing like i just feel truly comfortable on camera and i think it's because i've recorded 
myself for years every day i recorded like some some type of video or i take pictures or i'm posting about events i go to and do like every day because i love it and i am 100 percent fluent um during that time which is crazy because um a couple people have like questioned if i stutter at all because on camera i really don't but if you talk to me in person and i have your like 100 percent attention that's where i tend to get hesitant and it's because you and it's because you, your phone can't give you a weird facial exp facial expression your phone can't laugh at you i think it's the fact that it's an inanimate object that I don't feel judged or or prejudged, then like it, it can't comment on my fluency, and that makes me more comfortable. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for sharing. What's next for Eleni Milan? What is next? I. I know what that is. I just got to do it. Um, but what's next for me is YouTube. I feel like YouTube is a platform. I can truly be myself and to do what I love doing as a career. I can be an influencer influencer i can re review products talk about my my story talk about my excuse me ooh, my stuttering journey i can post whatever i want to post and i can truly let my person personality just come out and i think when that happens it's going to be very entertaining and very pleasant to watch because it can make me more relatable um i tend to keep my instagram page like very content driven but at the same time not so much talking i used to make videos but again it's that fear of being judged that's now back <laughs> but i'm trying to get back comfortable with posting um and trying not to overthink that but beyond youtube i also lo love visual and fashion merchandising it's one of my talents um, and I think that I'm really good at 
at at creating visually pleasing um the store layouts trend reports putting together outfits like it's it's challenging to create a a quality photo to post on instagram but i think i've proven a bit that i can do it and do it well so content content creation is something that I want to capitalize on to start my own business of me, <laughs> miscellaneous. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. I'm so happy I'm on a podcast. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you found it really helpful. You may also like the backlist episodes and show notes at touchingmind.com forward slash podcast. You can also get the seven steps to expressing yourself free guide at touchingmind.com forward slash free guide. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can connect with me on all social media platforms I'm looking for Touching Mind. Thank you again and look forward to connecting with you.